Welcome to Deathmatch Europe, digital edition. This Chad and Cheese Deathmatch Startup Contest episode features Nick Gray, founder at cloudrpo.com. Digital Deathmatch took place during TA Tech Europe Digital on April 28th with a virtual room full of TA Tech practitioners. Judges Chad and Cheese were joined by Craig Rhodes of Pontoon Solutions who will become Deathmatch Grand Champion and walk away with the Deathmatch Chain of Champions, you might ask? Well, you're going to have to listen. Enjoy, right after this word from our sponsor. Hey, Chad. What's up? Dude, all the cool kids are talking about RxO, and I just have one simple question. Yeah? What the hell is RxO? (laughs) Typical cheese. Maybe if you'd stop dogging on millennials for two seconds, you'd learn something. All right, stop busting my chops and break it down. Okay, so RxO stands for Recruitment Experience Outsourcing. Ah, so not rotten xenophobic overlord. Uh, no. And nobody does RxO like our buddies over at Pontoon Solutions. Poontang Solutions. Okay, stop being a 13-year-old for a second. Pontoon Solutions transforms the overall candidate experience and recruiter experience with cutting-edge technology and optimized processes. Pontoon Solutions doesn't just lift and shift operations. They architect better ones. Your brand and people deserve to be priority one. Your talent deserves more than just being a part of the process. They deserve a great experience. Uh, I like it. But what kind of companies need RxO? Well, if you're a hiring company who spends way too much on recruitment agencies and maybe have weak talent pipelines, or you just have a non-existent or bad employer brand, and employers need to do more than transform their current recruitment processes, they need consistent and tech-driven experiences. Those companies Pretty much just about all companies out there because they suck at it. They need RxO. Nice. And with people on the ground in over 32 countries and six delivery centers. Damn. Pontoon Solutions strikes the perfect balance of global and local support. Dude, I'm down with RxO. Where can I find out more? Hit them up at pontoonsolutions.com and transform your talent acquisition strategy now. Roger that www.pontoonsolutions.com Poontang! Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All right, are we ready? Welcome to Deathmatch, The quarantine version, that's right. Uh, generally, you see us on stage, uh, but this time you get an opportunity to actually see us from our We're glamorous home. So pretty, so pretty. <laughs> I showered today, Chad, how about you? You're asking a little bit much. I'm sorry, uh, TMI, so, my bad. Yeah, for all those TA Tech stalkers out there, welcome to Deathmatch. Deathmatch is a competition that pits Four innovative early stage companies against one another. Four enter and only one leaves anointed as death match 
Grand Champion with the ability to wear the Deathmatched Chain of Champions. Should I go pull it out? You should never pull it out. All right, I won't pull it out. On today, it's too intimidating. To, yeah, today you'll get the opportunity, <laughs> Nick. You're going to get the opportunity to be judged by our guest judge, who is Craig Rhodes. Put your hands together, kids. <laughs> right. Craig is a technology business person, partner, person partner at uh, Pontoon Solutions. He is a person. Tell us a little bit about that. What is what is that, Craig? Um, I get to play with tech, really. Clients Ooh. come to us and we build technology for them. And I get to say who goes in our tech stack. No pressure, Nick. No pressure, yeah, Nick. No, especially especially yeah, being, yeah, yeah. being cloud RPO. Uh, we also have Judge Cheese. That's Joel Cheeseman, kids. You all know him. You all love him. Uh, and then myself, Judge Chad. Holla. Both of us co-host the Chad and Cheese podcast. Here's how death match will work for all you newbies. Nick from not Spodge, but Cloud RPO. We'll, we'll get to the have, bottom of that. You will have two minutes to pitch Cloud RPO. At the end of two minutes, you're going to hear the horn. Then Craig, Joel, and myself with it will hit you with rapid fire Q&A until your 15 minutes is up. 15 minutes of, of fame, my friend. Be concise or you're going to be penalized. Oh. Start dancing and you'll get the bullshit, you'll get the bullshit button. <laughs> That's exactly right. Let's um, hear the so, bullshit button. What's it sound like? Yeah. Sounds like. Get it prepared. Morning, bullshit. <laughs> 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 all right all right so uh, any any questions nick no i'm good excellent uh you ready joel i'm ready two let's, minutes let's starting so thank you for having me as our tagline recruiters organized suggests cloud rpo is a new platform which manages interaction between employers and recruiters cloud rpo aggregates candidates from recruiters in the same way that right move in the uk or Zillow in the US aggregate properties from estate agents. Our proprietary algorithms allow employers to safely search data from recruiters in order to provide seamless access to the best talent. Cloud RPO is not a recruitment marketplace like Bounty in the US or Hiring Hub in the UK. Using the same property analogy, this is the equivalent of posting your property requirements and asking estate agents to send you houses. By allowing employers to search candidates from recruiters, RPO is a new concept in the recruiting space. The benefits of this platform shift are obvious. By removing the need for a preferred supplier agreement, employers gain access to a wider pool of talent whilst ensuring compliance and spend. Employers, employers can browse details from any recruiter in a safe environment and choose whether to engage. The platform manages duplication and eliminates conflict between suppliers and cuts down on sales calls and general noise from recruiters. Candidate details are partially redacted, which provides a significant boost for hiring quality and diversity. Cloud RPO is a freemium product. It's totally free for employers. So why would recruiters engage? Recruiters have a 24-7 shop window to advertise their candidates. They can therefore concentrate more on sourcing good candidates than making speculative sales calls. Data is processed by algorithms, not humans, so Cloud RPO is transparent. Recruiters can make applications in confidence. We know that employers don't really want to use recruiters to fill their roles. They'd rather uh, that direct applicants respond to adverts or use their in-house talent team. However, the size of the recruiting dictates that they still do. Cloud RPO simply seeks to make this process as time efficient and thorough as possible. The ultimate aim is that employers can have seamless access to the best talent, easily comparing the best applicants for their roles, be they direct or from recruiters. By simplifying the dealing with recruiters piece, Cloud RPO 
allows employers to concentrate on direct sourcing. Please visit cloudrpo.com to find out more. That was right. tight. On. Right. Well done. I've been, do- I've been doing it for about two hours. <laughs> you, read, you read very well. Nick's always tight. <laughs> Nick's always tight. All right, Craig, go get them. <laughs> so um, one of the key things for me is getting people to adopt new technology. And for anyone that's tried to do this, it's pain. I mean, like real pain. Course, so yeah. what can you do to help me get your technology adopted for my clients? Well, I think the, um, the, the, the key point is that there's a lot of pain in dealing with recruiters already um, in terms of, you know, managing a PSL and having people that, um, you know, because basically not every recruiter is always going to be on your PSL. So you're still going to have thousands of other companies that are calling you up, asking to get on your PSL, et cetera, et cetera. So by adopting our solution, that makes the whole thing a lot simpler because so it, it, it cuts a lot of time and pain out straight away. So therefore, it makes sense to do it. I mean, obviously, um, you know, change is difficult and you're totally right to point that out, but it kind of makes sense to do so. Nick, I got to ask about the name change. You knew I was going to do it. Uh, <laughs> that was quick. Uh, yeah, it's, it's probably my only question right out front. that matters. But so you did a firing squad with us a while back and yeah. you were, you were spodge, S-B-O-J.com. Job spelled backwards. Job spelled backwards, which... I didn't know that when we first talked and when you clarified that was nice, but uh, we had fun calling you Spooge and all that other good stuff. But so talk through the name change, why the name change, why did you go with uh, Cloud RPO? Well, kind of, it's difficult because obviously our thing, I think our thing's quite new and it's a bit of a change in the system of how people deal with recruiters totally. So I kind of thought that we could have something that was totally random and a different name, even if it was just a cool name, which I think spodge.com is kind of cool. But um, the problem we've had with talking to people is like, well, you know, I don't understand the name. It doesn't really make any sense, um, you know, and, and, and people are getting kind of a negative view of things before we've even, you know, talked to them about what it is or tried to explain it in any way. Mm-hmm. So hence we've gone to this RPO thing because we do have a lot of, uh, we, we've added some extra stuff where we can, um, you know, have more of the RPO details. So um, companies can be specific about the recruiters or the recruiters have to sign up to, certain policies that um, we add to the system, et cetera, et cetera. So we can kind of function like an RPO. Um, it, and obviously that's something we can expand in the future. Um, and really it's a case of when we call somebody up and say we're cloud RPO, people are like, oh, okay, I know what an RPO is, but I've got no idea what Spodge is. You know, you, you might as well have turned up from Mars. And all the, all the kids love cloud. So the millennials are, are hitting the well, exactly. with, with cloud. I mean, the, the logo's, you know, a little bit sort of Skype. I'm not really sure. Well, yeah. it's not. You don't see clouds in any, any logo. No, yeah, yeah. There's no clouds anywhere, are there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, we don't have a lot of clouds in the UK anyway. So, um, you know, it's always sunny here, like today. Yeah. So RPO, recruitment. Yeah process outsourcing so that's uh craig knows a little bit about this now pontoon mm. solutions and uh i would assume that you would be focused on trying to partner with those organizations because they're already doing that uh yeah. they more than likely need your tech because of some of the obstacles that you were talking about who are you cur- currently partnered with in the rpo space to be able to actually drive the adoption that uh, craig was talking about well, I mean, as you know, uh, like we changed our name like two weeks ago to the to more of the RPO thing. So, but but um, you haven't changed the model though, right? No, I mean, the, the, okay, the so technology does been, the same thing. Right, yeah. right, right. So it's always well, we've, been... We've always created, 
we've always created the technology in, in the sense that we could partner with other people, be it, um, you know, whoever it is. It's, it's an original technology. We have our own algorithms that process things completely independently from what anybody else ever does. So it is a model that people could easily adopt. Um, people could, um, you know, work with us, uh, however it goes, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of a thing we're open to. And obviously it's lovely to speak to you, Greg. Um, you know, I didn't really know that many people from Pontoon either anyway. So <laughs> there you are. So um, You're and, and really, really it's, it's a tech piece. So, you know, we're not a, a company allowing people to process information they've already got in a more efficient way. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make the whole sourcing piece more efficient in the first place. Uh, but you're, you're, using, you're using RPO in your name. So what kind of research? <laughs> you went from jobs spelled backwards to RPO, yeah. which is an entire industry, right? What type, of, what type of research did you guys do to say RPO just makes sense, number one? And number two, I would automatically think that you guys were pushing on the partnership side with those RPOs to be able to help them drive uh, bigger EBITDA. Yeah, certainly. I mean, certainly um, to answer number two, that's something that we're, um, you know, very keen to look at, um, see where we are, because obviously it's taken us a lot of money to develop our product from a technical perspective. And we're effectively getting to the place where we need to try and roll it out, get people using it, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, yes, that, we're open to that. Um, in terms of research, your answer to your first question, um, it's kind of a new thing. Um, and when we spoke to a lot of people in the industry who kind of understood what we were doing, mm-hmm. they're saying, well, it's kind of like an RPO. It's like a, a technical RPO rather than having a, you know, a managed portal or something that, you know, people put their stuff on. Um, and it, it's kind of a, a smart RPO in some ways. So that's why we started to go down that, that, that um, direction. Now, obviously I think RPOs do a lot of fabulous things and many things that we probably don't, but, that doesn't mean that we couldn't integrate with them or do some of that stuff in the future. Gotcha. I have a question, Nick. Go ahead. If, yeah. if you were opening up a job to basically the entire market using your technology, how do you stop every man and his dog submitting every man and his dog? That's a lot of work for the client to go through or me sat there as a recruiter going, all right, I've got 4,000 applicants today because every agency not on our PSL has tried to get on the PSL. Yeah, so that's a, that's a really good question. And, um, and that's kind of a growing piece as well because the more data we have through things, we, the, the more we can um, decide the agents that are good in certain areas and we can score them and work them and, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, but also the ultimate idea is that employers search. So rather than uh, a recruiter sending a load of stuff in, which might be great or might just be totally random, um, an employer can search for that person. Um, so it kind of turns it on its head. Um, in the same way, as I explained with estate agents, you know, you don't stick, say, oh, I, I need a house, send me houses. You just search for the house you want in the first place, right? Your service is free for employers. So talk to me about your revenue model. Um, so our revenue model, certainly on the, um, on the perm side, is effectively if you make a placement, um, we, uh, the recruiters bill us, we bill the employer, uh, we take 10% off and then we pay the employer. Uh, we pay the recruiter, sorry. So effectively, we take a 10% cut of the fee. So unlike recruitment marketplaces um, where people have to sign up, they pay a sign-on fee, et cetera, et cetera. Um, ours is a freemium thing where they only basically, you know, they, it only costs the money when right. uh, they make a successful placement. And I Isn't assume it's a, a 90-day stay period before money exchanges hands. Yeah, and- yeah well, um, I mean, we have kind of shorter terms with employers. I mean, I don't know how, obviously, how quickly they'll pay us. But... Yeah. Um, 
we will then pay, we guarantee the rebate as well. So we, we guarantee the rebate. So we, we um, keep the money from the recruiter until the rebate period has passed. So we, we effectively, we invoice the, um, depending on the terms that the employer suggests. So it's kind of like Apple, you know, when you, when you download something from Apple, you don't get a choice to, um, you know, whinge about the terms and conditions. Um, you either do it or you don't. So in that way, the employer can stipulate the terms, which means that they can play in the environment, you know, play in the sandpit um, successfully or safely. Going back to, again, some, some of the things that Craig was talking about, first and foremost, submitting. Uh, you can submit anybody and everybody, number one. Number two, mm. how do recruiters do that? What, what's the current process methodology for recruiters to actually get candidates in the database? So currently, they, they essentially, we've got a process where we, um, we basically check the data for duplications. They add certain things. We, we look at about 100 fields. Um, but but how do they get them in? That's the, your, your past they where basically, I'm talking about. They, they have to add them. So it's um, manual. Yes. Um, okay. Obviously, there are some elements of it which we can, um, you know, we can pass, et cetera. But a lot of the categorization has to be manual because otherwise it isn't specific enough to allow people to search. Because the, the, the data you get from searches relates to how well it's put in in the first place. Isn't so that what parsers are for? Isn't that, what parsers, isn't that what parsers and, and your algorithm should be doing? Because yeah, so, you're, you're looking at the prospect of garbage in, garbage out with human beings. So isn't that why we're moving toward AI and machine learning to try to get rid of all that crap? Yeah, of course. So, so parsers can finalize the adding the CV bit and they can read the CV bit that people add. Right. It's kind of a bit like a LinkedIn profile really, but the categorization has to be done by the recruiter. So the recruiter, um, you know, points out um, where they think this person, you know, is their skills are best done because okay. it, you know, without doing that, it's kind of a bit impossible to do it. So what about managing duplicates? Well, we talked about this on the last show. How are you currently managing duplicates, number one? Yep. And number two, how are recruiters getting credit for the candidate? Because again, I could go back and put a two-year-old database in the system manually at this point, uh, but somebody else could put better data, better candidate data in, and I win because I was first. Is that still how the system works, or is it better, more full profile so, win? So the system works on a 28-day period. So um, you, 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 the, the first person who adds the data, um, mm -hmm. assuming that we match the data, which is based on, as I say, about 100 fields. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to go into that because that's our proprietary stuff assuming that the first person would own the candidate for the, for that 28 day period. But if they basically didn't do anything with them, they had no interviews, nothing progressed, then it is free to be moved on to a different recruiter, um, which is kind of better than the system now, because what happens is people add things to like a, 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 a specific portal and um, the data is just locked in there for six months. They're not really sure if they own it or not, et cetera, et cetera. So, for recruiters, this is a big step change and, a, you know, I, I think a step in the right direction. So is ownership done in a whole in sense of one recruiter puts <coughs> a candidate on, they own that candidate regardless of job, client, or is it per client, per role? Um, so it would depend on the candidate. So one of the processes is that we identify if the candidates are duplicates or have been on there before. Um, and if the person is new, then yes, you're right. They would own that person for 28 days in respect of anyone because obviously the employer can reverse search so they can look for a person who has to be attached to an agent. Now we have a whole set of 
um, rules and algorithms that govern who is it, uh, who owns that um, application based on past applications, based on time served, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a big, complicated system. Um, and, and there we go. You had to get it in Nick. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick, thank you for being Thanks the first you, ever uh, live streamed or recorded streamed uh, Deathmatch participant. For those out there that want to know more about you, where do they go? Uh, so really just clabrpo.com is kind of new. And um, we're, we've done a beta test, but, um, and it worked really well. Um, in fact, better than we thought it was going to. We're just at the point where we just changed the name and we're just getting things going. So, you know, reach out and get in touch and we'll see what we can do. Excellent. Bloody Thanks good. so much, Nick. We, we out. out. Thank you. Thank you for listening to What's It Called? Podcast with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.